Hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast. The podcast that helps you stay outside with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra. Here today to recap a Chicago Red Stars victory. Chicago Red Stars defeat Houston Dash 2-1. to one, And they did it in the most Chicago Red Stars 2021 of ways. And we're going to get into that. There's a lot to get through here. Some, some mysteries involved. The resurgence and reemergence of the Scam King? Question mark? Gonna get through it. Can't do it all alone. Here with my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, aka Scam Originator. Claire, how you doing today? I'm good. That was, yes, Scam Gang shit. For sure. Dude, the Chicago Red Stars now have their first string of wins in 2021. And they have done it on the backs of performances featuring own goals. Yes. Uh, it's very funny. And <laughs> I mean, this as a person that like, I'm not, here's the thing. I'm really not trying to like harp on. It's difficult to cover a team where this kind of stuff is happening. Cause I'm like, I'm not trying to make, I'm not trying to be like, uh, you know, but it's really bad that the strikers can't score and blah, 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 blah. But it's fucking funny that they, the last four goals that they've scored have been a penalty in three own goals. <laughs> That's not supposed to happen. Chicago Red Stars comedy hour? Like question mark? Like that Houston game. This Houston game that we're about to talk about was some comedy for sure. It was it was comedy, man. It was like the, all, it was like the coffin flop of soccer games. First of all, we need to talk about how okay, it's it's here. Like it's official. We're like definitely a couple games into this, you know, what's what's the Olympic portion of the season for NWSL? Teams are without significant players, right? There's some teams out there missing like huge parts of their typical starting 11s. And one of them was Houston Dash. Uh, we said in the preview, like we weren't too sure like how this game was going to roll out, that there were probably going to be some uh, individual battles within the, the pitch to probably hone in on and take a look at maybe seeing what's going to happen in the midfield there. Um, but also a funny thing in this comedy hour was like the Red Stars getting another home game that had like more rain and like more weather things happening. So it's just like, of, of course, like, of course, part of the Chicago Red Stars uh, homestead was going to be like uncooperative weather. That's just like a fun joke. It's just like a part of the set. Uh, so so into that, into the, the Red Stars uh, comedy show uh, this year. We also had some some pretty uh, funny refereeing in this one as well, which, again, like you get everyone has to figure out the tone that they feel about it. You can either be very angry or you can just laugh to keep from crying. And um, yeah, they basically Chicago had to. Well, it oh God, the whole thing is just so funny. Basically, like Chicago had two legitimate penalty shouts oh, man. and then honestly i mean to bh guys kayla sharples fouled shea groom on that first own goal too so it's like just everybody yeah. was lo- everybody lost everybody was losing some when those real... refs come out to play yeah so it was like uh it was a re- it was a nice kickoff regular time for the kickoff but it was like some real odd like witching hour vibes also yeah. as well it was just like very very uh very very peculiar but um with so many players off on olympic duty one of the big questions that gets answered right away on a game day is the starting 11. Who's going to be slotting in? Who's going to be lining up where? Who's actually going to get slotted with the start? Um, 
So for the guests, let's take a look at them real, real quick. Uh, Houston Dash lined up as follows. They had Lindsay Harris in goal. They had Katie Naughton, Megan Oyster, Haley Hansen, Ali Prysock uh, in the back line. Uh, Shay Groom, Emily Ogle, uh, Gabby Seiler to run out the midfield there, and Jasmine Spencer, Veronica Latsko, and Makami Gomera Stevens to run out their top line. Um, yeah, I mean, got to shout out Katie Naughton, right? Probably uh, for me, first person who stands out right away. Um, you know, going up against Chicago, former club. Really, first game back at, at Bridgeview. Uh, for isn't for that Naughton. wild? It's yeah, so yeah. crazy to yeah. imagine. It's twenty twenty one. Um, it's weird to to have that finally uh, happen for her. But I was excited to to see what Ogle and Siler were going to bring uh, for Houston on this match because they were like really two of the first off season pickups for Houston um, that they made ahead of this season, and it was a real moment of like. Um, you know, the Houston dash kind of maybe showing a little bit of a commitment to, you know, fleshing out their depth a little bit uh, on this team. Uh, what were your thoughts? So when you saw this lineup? Yeah, I mean, same. I figured that Gabby Seiler would be in there. I'll be honest, like she's had less of an impact in Houston than I expected, considering how she was playing for Portland. Um, she just hasn't gotten on the field a ton. And I kind of understand. I do understand that because when you have your first choice midfield of you know, Schmidt, Groom, and Mewis, you're going to take that. But um, yeah, and in this game, she was only okay. I don't know. It's it's interesting. She's someone with a lot of potential, but uh, it still seems like with the Dash, they have these players who are very engaged and present, and then they still have some players where it's just not quite not quite clicking yet. But um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of kind of what we thought it would be, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, for the home side, uh, the Chicago Red Stars lined up as followed. They had Cassie Miller in net. They had Aaron Wright, Kayla Sharple, Sarah Gordon, and Tatum Malazzo rounding out the back line. Sarah Waldmo, Morgan Gutra, Mal Pugh, Vanessa DiBernardo, Cleo Watt, and Mackenzie Doniak running out there starting 11. Claire, hit me. What did you think when you saw this lineup? Um, what did I think when I saw this lineup? Uh, I thought, I do think that, and this is measured, right? Because again, they haven't scored in a very long time, but I do think that, uh, with the players that they have, Watt, Pew and Doniak makes sense up top. Doniak seems to be the most comfortable player centrally of that group. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it always interesting to see who makes it onto the field for the midfield, right? Who gets those starts. Uh, Waldmo was, was starting and, um, defensively I was, I don't know if I was surprised because again, we talked about this on the preview, but we weren't sure exactly how ready Bianca and George was to, to get another, to get another start and, and get another look in a, in a league game. And it seems like she maybe still has a little bit further to go there to be ready yeah, if I memory serves me correct, I don't think she was listed on. I don't think she was either. Yeah, right. Yeah, so there was like a question mark of like, will she or won't she? But um, you know, maybe something that we'll pay attention to moving yeah. forward in terms of uh, that positional battle there with uh, Tatum Malazzo and Bianca St. George's. Uh, but first half to break down for this game. Um, you know, Houston. I ask myself this question every time I watch them play, and some in some capacity, because I notice with this team, do they want the ball ever at times? Like there are some games where it's like, they'll go after it. And then there's some games where they're just like, no, 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 no. 
you can have the ball. And I sort of feel like in this first half, they were completely like James Clarkson was like, here's what we're going to do. This Chicago team doesn't score goals. So let them have the ball and try to make some things happen. And it just didn't. And it will just it just set up a very interesting first half. It's a good it's a good road strategy. And you see it a lot, actually, in the league. And I will say that I've enjoyed this year. I do think many of these coaches are being a little bit more tactically. Well, there's a little bit more tactical dexterity that we're seeing from teams. You know, I think that it's less like teams are like, this is the one way we want to play and we're going to do it just like this every single game. And that's smart. It's good, especially when a league is as competitive as this one. So a good road strat usually is to, uh, yeah, sit in that low block. Don't wear yourself out. Let the other team have the ball, especially if you're playing a team like Chicago, understand that they'll probably struggle to get anything going, especially in the first half and then sort of take your chances, bring subs on in the second half, maybe steal some points. Uh, so I understand it. And they were ultimately correct, right? Chicago was not able to do a lot with the ball. No, no. But you know what? I just uh, like Chicago, like did what they are capable of doing. Like sure. we saw them string together passes. Like I think in that in this match, possibly even like the first half alone, like they had already like exceeded the amount of passes that they had completed, like in their game against uh, spirit like on the road against Washington. So um, attempts were made, right? Uh, typical we got to see Mel Pugh do what she does, but um, there was no initial breakthrough um, in that first half. And naturally in a game like this, we uh, started to see the goals uh, play out in the second half. Um, shout out to Jasmine Spencer. Yeah. Going to give uh going to give the uh, credit where credit is due. Houston went ahead and they made like a, a midseason trade for this player. Um, and Spencer's a bit of a a, a journey woman in mm-hmm. this been on multiple teams. Um, and it's just sort of been this like real player that you can look to and be like, that's a professional. She's a real pros pro. Gets she up reminds me, she reminds me a little bit of Ethiopia Anumanu in a way, in that she is never, well, not never, not never. There was a point with her for the rain where she was starting for them, but it seems like she's not like the first choice for any team, you know, but when she's on the field, she makes stuff happen. And so it's this weird in-between thing of, I don't know if she has always had a ton of success starting every game and being like, this player is our number nine, but she's such a great asset to a team because when she is on the field, she's involved in a lot of goals. And so it's very cool to see it's one of those. And it is one of those kinds of players where she has a lot of assets. She, I mean, she's a a good asset for trading and she does, she gets, she moves around a lot. And I'm glad that she is able to kind of reset and, and do so well here with, with Houston, because she's been huge for them over the last two games. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, the red stars, um, to the credit, they made a pretty early sub in this one. Uh, like right at the half, they brought Katie Johnson on for for Mackenzie Doniak, who I didn't think had a, a poor first half. You know, I um, think again with that front line, I just think that they ha- they're still just like we have to keep mixing things up to try to figure out what's going to work. You know? Yeah, for sure. And um, turns out, Jason Spencer though got that first breakthrough goal. And, oh yeah. Uh, she was swimming through that midfield. 
it was a <laughs> it was a lengthy run, lengthy, lengthy run. She had got fouled, quite frankly, uh, in the middle of this run. But the the official uh, played advantage and she was able to feed this ball off to Veronica Lasko for the breakthrough goal uh, right there, right around the hour mark. So right around the 62nd minute, you got Houston Dash up 1-0 in a game that up until this point sort of felt like it could kind of go either way. Well, yeah, and I know I mentioned this briefly before, but, you know, obviously Chicago had two legitimate penalty shouts in the first half, um, one at the very beginning of the game when Vanessa DiBernardo was pretty clearly fouled and then uh, a pretty clear handball on Megan Oyster. Uh, so like we'll get into the rest of it, but not a great defensive performance from Houston, to be honest, a little bit aggressive and just sort of uh, unlucky in many ways. But, you know, I, I, I said this actually in the, it was the Washington game in my recap where I do just think that because Chicago struggles so much in the attack, when those decisions don't go their way, that can affect the entire result. And so I think that we have to mention that as well, because there are these moments where you're like, oh man, maybe this stuff doesn't get called. And then Chicago gets frustrated and then this starts going very poorly. And then when Houston did score first, you're a little bit like, well, we've maybe oh, yeah. seen this before. Yeah. yeah. What's the response going to be? No, for sure. And I think maybe now is a- it's a good, now that the, this first goal that we walked up to this first goal, it's a good time to just sort of, reiterate this but and i think you did a great job in your recap claire kind of touching on it it's like the officiating is going to be what it is like i think at this point this league is headed into its 10th year and it's it's frustrating yeah of course i'm not i'm not saying that it's not right um i think us even on the media side of things have had frustrations uh, with it as too because um you know we are allowed a, a limited access uh to Two pro referees to be asking, you know, any type of um, questions or, you know, on calls and stuff. And quite frankly, a lot of the responses from that just um, don't add any additional depth, to be quite frank. You you ask you ask the ref, you say, what did you see on the uh, no goal? Like in Washington, you say, what did you see? on the no goal and you get a one word answer that says, I saw what I saw. I saw the ball, not cross the line, you know, or whatever. And it's like, well, maybe you did, but it doesn't, uh, doesn't, doesn't do much. Doesn't, doesn't add much. Um, and again, that's not an excuse. This is just us like, like sharing the facts (laughs) like with folks. And, um, is it a hundred percent like frustrating to watch that, uh, in the league week to week? Because it really is, um, it's not even just like uh, if you go here, you obviously watch the Chicago Red Stars, right? But um, it's not just this team, like it's week to week across the league. So it's just the officiating, good or bad, on any day in the league is not going to do any club any favors, quite right. frankly. So I think you just got to try to remind yourself, um, well, am I going to allow them to do me a disservice? So like when a goal like this happens in the 62nd minute, after a lot of questionable things happen prior to that, are you going to allow this goal that happens and the lack of officiating or questionable judgment prior to that, do you a disservice? And the question is that uh, the response is is very important uh, from a goal like that. And I think that's sort of what we're going to hang our hat on. In a match like this, uh, because what we saw from Chicago was uh, a bit of a response. 
Um, they started kind of uh, developing some of their own attack, kind of pressuring a little bit. And all of a sudden, a very interesting stretch of about five minutes occurred starting um, starting right around the 70th minute. So Chicago started getting uh, set the fouls and set these opportunities of their own. And a own goal happened in the 73rd minute uh, off a of shake room, off of a free kick delivery from, from Mel Pugh, right? I think that was the first one. Yeah. And then the second one was from Aaron Wright, question mark? I think so, yes. Uh, because just three minutes later, after that initial on goal, yeah, a second on goal gets scored. Yeah. Uh, from Katie Naughton trying to, you know, backpedal a little bit, maybe do some coverage. That is um, not, that was, that was rough, rough on Katie Naughton. That one, I <laughs> that felt rough. bad for her. That was it. And you know yeah. what? Like looking at it from a defensive <laughs> lens, yeah. what, she, what she was trying to do, because I saw what she was she trying to do. She didn't even need to do it. She could. <laughs> A, she didn't need to yeah. do it, but B, she tried to do it. And yeah. if, if you're going to try to do it, it's difficult to do. It is. And, and if uh, you don't, the thing is, is when you put your leg out like that and you think the ball is going to rebound off of your foot and go not only forward, but to your left off of her right foot out of bounds, sometimes it just goes forward. And physics. <laughs> yeah. physics in the logs. Yeah. Sometimes science happens. She just got the way she just kind of she wasn't even like it wasn't even like a head in the hands. She just kind of stood there looking at it like, well, it just happened. Yeah. That just happened to me. Yeah. Right now and to my team. And let me look. When if you're the Houston Dash and you're on the road and you have clearly to this point in the game played out and executed your game plan yeah. coming into this. That's a huge bummer, dude. Yeah, I agree. That's a bummer. That's that is like beyond like. And again, that one was unforced. She was alone. Yeah, yeah. That, and th this is like beyond like. Oh wow, like that's really unlucky and that's really unfortunate. Like yes, okay. of course, it's all those things, but it's also sucks. Yeah, <laughs> like a real bummer. Like yeah. it's just, man, that's. But a I also loved. I do. It's that we can just kind of see the things we'll be talking about this season once it's over. You can see it happening in real time, and. No, it was off. It was Gatra. It wasn't Aaron Wright. It was it was Morgan Gatra because I remember because if you watch that goal, uh, the way Chicago celebrated that goal is Righteous. so funny and Righteous. great. I loved it. Morgan Gatra is like a little twirl, yep. and then they all just do like the hype jumps. Like they yep. they were like, we are we are celebrating this. We are feeling good about it. And I'm like, that is scam gang energy. <laughs> if I ever saw one celebrate that own goal guys because it was it was both of the celebrations yeah right like yeah. so good man it was like look at these look at these zodiac bitches just yeah. <laughs> exactly. manifesting that's right manifesting things in the universe their like, witchy energy yeah right i was just like geez and yeah. joy, just the absolute joy uh and uh you know what at, at this point quite frankly and at this point in the season you want to see that oh yeah you want to see that for this team I, I can't recall which um which preview it was where i lit quite literally asked for i was like look just a win yeah not so yeah. much even for points in the standings like you just need a win for vibes man i i think it's really important too that they've won two games in a row i do think that like it's not gonna it's i mean straight up i mean we're not pretending that this is gonna solve their attacking problems because it's not but they they hadn't been able to win more than more one game at a time all year getting two 
is huge and it is it's a it's a bonding experience and to have it happen in that fashion like they should be proud of that it was their pressure that forced those things they're getting really good you know we ta- we've laughed about how they do these cr- they just crash in on goal and just somehow do not score and so they're getting better at doing the goal crash and influencing the ball going into the back of the net um it's really funny that it's not off of their feet but it is still kind of the same strategy that they were doing earlier in the season. And just, you'd watch these scrums and you'd be like, how did that not go in? Right. And there it's the ball starting to go in the ball. It's a little bit of ball. Don't lie. It just is hilarious that this, so they are the second team in the end of WSL history to have three own goals in one season. They're absolutely the first to have three in two games. Claire coming through with the stats for all y'all. This is history we're watching right now with this team. This is right. the history. This is history. Moment. We're making history. I will say that it's not great that they <laughs> did not register zero shots on goal. I will acknowledge that perhaps. Magic. It is It is magic to win a game by two goals and not register a single shot on goal. And congrats to the Red Stars, quite frankly. For yeah, a, honestly, for I'm like super impressed. Creating their yeah. own magic. Um, yeah. And uh, they they should lean into it a little bit, at least for now. You know, yeah. you got to find those moments of joy. You got to find the little things to to hang on and hanging out with with Rory Dames in the post game. You know, he kind of like alluded to to that. You know, as much I think it was he was asked a a question and along the lines about about the attack and and the lack of goals that were generated from them. But he he kind of doubled down on it and he yeah. said that like this his team created the own goals. Right. Chicago Red Sox are the ones who did the work to manifest those those Absolutely. those goals and that he was going to stick by that and believe it, you know, until maybe going back and looking at the tape to, to review and go over with his team. Right. But for now, they're going to they're going to claim on to it and hang on to it. And uh, they should, man. That's your that's your two game, two consecutive back to back wins for the Red Stars. Also, like I would say that uh, and I'm sure we'll continue to elaborate on this, but. When, when you do talk about the refereeing and the officiating in this league and how they don't call very many things, it's not shocking to me that Kayla Sharples in particular is very empowered by that because she's a very physical player. And you think of that idea, right? That goal crash, you're crashing the goal. You're trying to, you're smash and grabbing. If you have referees that let a lot of shenanigans go down, in the box, why fucking not? You know, not baby. Yeah, exactly. Kayla Sharples did did tell us in her rookie season. She was not lying, dude. She told us. Yeah, on record, she said, "I'm about to blow them up. Gonna blow them up." And we saw it. So yeah. shout out to Sharples getting involved in all these home goals in some in some kind of way, in some kind of capacity. But um, no matter how it came, the wins came, the goals came, and can't front. Feels good to be a gangster. Feels good to yeah. go back to the roots of uh, of scam game. And uh, wasn't sure if that would ever like make uh, an appearance again. But here, here we are in, in 2021. They can win more games like this. I I feel that pretty strongly. I do think they can if they commit to it. They definitely can get more results this way. Well, maybe not from own goals, but in in this fashion. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna get a chance to to see if they can. You know stretch out this streak, see if they can go from two wins to three wins, um, sort of close things out here and transition us to preview things looking ahead. They're going to have another home game against all well ring. 
And the last time these two teams met uh, was in a midweek matchup. That felt bad because <laughs> they lost 2-0, but it was a 2-0 loss that also kind of sort of didn't feel super great. It was, I think, during yeah. a, a moment of the season where where maybe the the perspective at the time was like, there's a lot of questions and like, what does this mean? And like, right. who's it, blah, blah, blah. And like, now you're just at this point of the season where you're just like, this is who they are and they're going to continue to be who they are and yeah. get the results or they're not. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see this version of Chicago Red Stars go up against kind of a new version of all rain, quite yeah, frankly, yeah. because they fired their head coach. They no longer are being led by Freddie Van CD They're They have an interim coach and in, in Sam lady who's been with the team, the rain, quite frankly, since their inaugural season. Right. And they finally picked up a win themselves. Um, well, yeah, he made the radical choice to like put all their best players <laughs> in the right spots on the field. <laughs> uh, literally for weeks, we've been like, hey, remember Ziara King? And all of a yeah. sudden there she was in a starting yeah. Crazy, right. crazy, crazy. Well, you like you, you don't think that Marjan should be a nine? Uh, funny. Funnily enough, I'm going to say no. Big I mean, I wouldn't mind if she was against Chicago, I guess. But <laughs> you know what? Speaking of things, we won't mind. Yeah. Um, during all rain and their recent win uh, against Kansas City NWSL, which I'm not trying to take anything of it uh, away from this, but Chicago also has a win under their belt against Kansas City NWSL. Right. And there are a bunch of other teams that have a win under their belt against Kansas City NWSL. I don't know how this is a I feel statement. Yeah. Personally, I do not know how I feel about giving a ton of credit to teams who beat bottom table teams. For sure. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of uh, the narrative of like, nobody wants to like, you know, it's like, hey, this is the toughest league in the world. And any given weekend, anybody, it could be anybody's game and all that stuff. And I don't disagree with any of that. But I also agree with, I don't know, looking at a table, looking at yeah. a team, looking at a roster and saying this team should beat that team. Right. So all rain beat that team. And Chicago wrestlers also beat that team. Right. So all rains coming off of this game where they beat Kansas city and WSL, but they still had like a really weird moment in this match where their goalkeeper, Sarah Buati made like some real questionable decisions and all of a sudden got issued a red card. And now she was sent off for the game. Uh, that red card was appealed. And apparently after further review, it was rescinded. Mm -hmm. So Sarah Buati will actually uh, be available in this match to go up against Chicago Red Stars. And I got to say, Claire, uh, I want to see it. Uh, I'm glad that it got rescinded. I would like to see Sarah Wadi go up against uh, Chicago Red Stars and their top line and their attack. However, it looks on that day. I also just think that, you know, this is the player along with like, you know, Jennifer Morrow's in or, or Lisa Mayer that like they went and they got on a short term loan uh, from France and you don't go get those players and like not expect to play them. So like, right. He's going to get the start, you know? Um, and I, and I'm here for it. I, I want to see it. I'm really excited to see those players. I, I hope that Chicago fans come to this one. I, you know, I, uh, I don't know how well that rain project has been working, but it's a rare opportunity to get to see some of those players play live. And I'm, I'm really excited to have the opportunity to do that. Um, I think that Chicago has the ability to frustrate them. You might, I mean, I think the goal as has been the goal for Chicago through many of these matches is to force the other team to not play very well. But um, yeah. And I, again, like I, it really just depends right on who, how, how Chicago shows up because I do think that they can beat the rain. It's the, the they've, they've won four games. 
One of them was against Kansas City, but three of them were against Washington, Houston, and North Carolina. And when they're on their game, they can absolutely take take control of a match. And so um, I think maybe, I, I mean, it is always the question of if they concede, what happens next? But I don't necessarily think they have to concede in this game. No, I'm right there with you, honestly. I think if I'm looking at OL Reign um, and knowing who's on the Red Stars and what type of performance we get from Chicago, I would like players like, um, of course, Jess Fishlock, who's just a baller and has historically always had great games against Chicago. But, you know, Marazan and Again, Buadi, I would like them to not have great games yeah. um, in this match. If they cannot have good games in this game, I think it'll open up some real things for Chicago. Um, and I just, man, I just am like not going to stop being excited about Mel Pugh. Yeah. And I want to see more. And I'm excited for her. So like she's still going to be the player for me this weekend that I would like to see have an impact. Because I think week by week, we're seeing more and more from her. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's wild that like Lace Samara and Marjan haven't really gotten on the score sheet yet. Isn't that crazy? But um, I think that those are the players you have to shut down or it's, it is a tough assignment because you're focused on shutting them down, but then there's Bethany Balser and Ziara King. So it's, it's tough. They do have a good front line for sure. Or they start Sofia Huerta who has had some good games against the Red Stars. But um, yeah, I think that my thought on, on Chicago's offense is what I want is I want, I do want this Mallory Pew like comeback tour to get a little bit back on the on the tr- on, on the track, you know. Um, and it's not her fault. It's it's Chicago's fault. It's not her fault that she's not getting on the score sheet. It's it's because of the way that they are playing and the fact that um, she is being asked to be a facilitator as much as as a striker herself. And then when she does go towards goal, she's frequently doing that on her own. So we can see it. Everybody who's watching her play can see all of the things she's doing really well, but I want her teammates to do this for her. I want them to start setting her up more and we're still not quite seeing that. So that that's what I want. If there is like a, a style project, cause I'm going to be honest, you guys, I'm all about the points right now. I, you know, you don't get bonus points for looking good. I'm all about, you know, just pick up scam gang for life, pick up those points. But if there is an actual process that I want to see happen in the second half of this season is that her Valerie Pugh's teammates need to start helping her out more. Homegirl is putting in a, a lot of work. Yeah. She's putting in a lot of work every game and um, you know, it's great to see, but it would also be really good to see. I don't know other options right? as well. Um, think of just like, I, I look at these performances from a player like Pugh and I'm just like, man, like, uh, how much more like lethal would she be if she had maybe something, some option, other options to play off of there? Um, I mean, so. not to not to be rude, but like imagine if she had a player like Yuki Nagasato on the field with her. I don't think that's rude at all. I think that's yeah. completely fair. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're just looking at the type of player and seeing oh, where else can they go? Yeah, we don't know where else they can go right now. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, against the rain. Uh Anything is possible in NWSL, so I guess we won't know until we know. But hopefully, we will, when we return back to join you all, it will be to recap a third straight win. Yep. Chicago Red Stars, even if it is in the scam gang fashion. And uh, as we outro things here, I just want to remind everybody, like, hey, y'all, there's a little thing calling the Olympics uh, yeah. starting up real, real soon. And uh, your girls are out there 
covering that uh, all over the place, all many great outlets. Uh, and we're going to continue to be here to cover Chicago Red Stars for you all. Uh, the league is not, you know, as you know, by now, the league is not taking a, a break for the Olympics. So it's going to be playing through through the tournament. And uh, we will keep an eye on the Chicago aspect of things for you all. So stay tuned for things that we have planned out for you guys. Uh, we want to try to have some more guests on, um, maybe get some action there and get you some insights from potential players and so on and so forth. And uh, look out as always for recaps from Claire, previews from myself. And, uh, you know, let us know if you are interested in any uh, fusion of things, if you'd like some uh, Chicago Red Stars Olympics crossover at all. And uh, we will possibly entertain that for you. So uh, stay tuned, folks. Uh, it's going to be a fun summer. Uh, if you have enjoyed everything that you've heard here today, I just want to let you know that you can uh, support us uh, directly via our patron. Uh, at Southside Trap Patron, uh, find a tier and a subscription that works for you. We have many. There are ones starting at $2 all the way up to $25 uh, with all kinds of different tiers and perks. Uh, find one that works. If not, we understand that uh, things can be hard all over at times. And if supporting financially is something you're unable to do, just going to remind you that there's a multitude of ways to continue your support of our work. And that's by following us on all social media channels like Twitter and Instagram at Southside Trap Pod with one letter P. And of course, you can find us on streaming services like Spotify, Anchor, uh, iTunes. Um, please subscribe, like, leave us a rating, leave us a review. That stuff always helps us out whenever we're creating this content for you all. So as always, everyone stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask when asked, get masked when asked, uh, continue your support of uh, Black players and Black life. And we will be back with another episode for you all next week.